This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here to read and pray Psalms together. Now, I wonder if you have ever paused to consider if your life really counts. That somehow you have left a mark beneath your feet. I suspect all of us do wish to live a life that has significance, at least to some people around us. Well, this morning we come to Psalm 90, the prayer of Moses. The first Psalm of Book 4 within the Psalter, which rallies God's people in their times of discouragement. Moses' time, the people, they have not entered the promised land. But when sung in this part of the Psalter, the people are longing to return to the promised land, that the work of their hands could be established. This is how the psalm ends, in fact, in verse 17. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us, Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Here's a prayer not just of Moses, but for God's people to pray together. So let's enter into this prayer. As I read it, please read it from your end with me. Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, You have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us the number of days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands to us, for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. 
Now friends, here is a psalm that is often read at a funeral. Young people think it is written for the old who are counting their days, verses 9 to 10, while the older wish the younger will listen and be wise. Perhaps they are both right. There is wisdom in numbering our days and seeking a heart of wisdom in order for our works to be established. Verse 17. But now for us to actually pray verse 17, we do need to take a walk and journey into this whole psalm. As a man of God who has spent his whole life waiting for God's promise, this prayer of Moses is a fitting psalm for Israelites seeking meaning and strength. And so let us consider this psalm in four parts. From verses 1 to 2, acknowledgement of God eternal. Verses 3 to 6, recognition of us temporal. Verses 7 to 12, seeing our reality. And verses 13 to 17, crying for a new reality. Now this psalm begins with Moses rightly addressing the everlasting God as the dwelling place of his people. Because it is not Egypt or Babylon that God's people should grow their roots. Rather, home is where God is. Now perhaps you have traveled to different places, but somehow there is nowhere really like home without your family or people that means everything to you. Israel is reminded by Moses' prayer that God is their dwelling place. Indeed, it was not God who moved away from them, but his people who have turned from him. Moses begins his prayer with the creation and fall account. In verses 1 and 2, Moses acknowledges that God exists before creation. But verse 3 human rebelled against God the eternal. And so from there, God said to humans, return to dust, you mortals. And so death entered our world at the birth of sin. Now, with our rebellion comes our mortality. Moses reminds everyone that our clock is ticking when we're away from God. Verses 4 to 6 Moses speaks of time from God's perspective. That a thousand years are but a day. That is for God. And then he speaks of time from our perspective that we have a expiry tag to us. This expiry date is tagged onto us and we are like new grass that springs up at dawn, fresh and excited but we wither by the time dusk arrives. One generation, one general observation uh, tells us this. The children, they can't wait to get up, grow up. Sometimes my son will say that time is too slow. And meanwhile, we have young people who are too busy to think about time. And then we have the elderly who knows that their time is ticking. Now, as we pause here, I wonder how many of us here are too busy to recognize how fleeting we really are? I wonder how many of us fear that time 
is taking too fast. In the short temporal life, everyone wants to make life count. But really, there is a missing piece to the puzzle. Whether in the desert, in exile, or, whether, or wherever we are, we need to see our reality and call out to the one who alone can establish the temporal for eternity. So to do that, we need to first see our reality. And so Moses, in verses 7 to 12, leads God's people to acknowledge their reality, that we are consumed by your anger, that you have set our iniquities before you. Our secret sins are in the light of your presence. Now Moses, he brings his whole choir to see that because of sin, life will always end with a moan. No one ends life with a last beat of dance. It always ends with a sigh. Even our best days do not satisfy or last. The few decades that you and I have will quickly pass and then we are no more. So living under the tyranny of time, be it 70 or 80 years, is but a reminder of Genesis 3 that people are living under God's anger. If only God's people all through history have understood verses, verse 11 to know God's wrath, then there wouldn't have been 40 years of wilderness in Moses' time or 70 years of exile in Babylonian captivity or the many wasted years for some of us. To see the reality of time was meant to turn God's people back to God and pray with Moses verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And so it is in understanding their mortality that God's people in verses 13 to 17 could plea upon their covenantal relationship with God. To cry for God to relent from the punishment their servants deserve. It is a plea upon God's covenantal promise. For Moses and his Israelites, it would have been God's promise to go with them into the promised land. If this prayer was sung by the exiles, they would be crying upon the covenantal relationship they had with God through their king. Verse 13, Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. This prayer of Moses calls upon God's unfailing love to once again bring upon them satisfaction, joy, gladness, that the burden of their sins will no longer weigh on them. Rather, they would see God's splendor and God's favor upon them. And with a restored relationship, verse 17, the work of their hands would finally be established because the servants once again serve their God. And so, brothers and sisters, here's a brief look at Psalm 19. The question for us is this. How do we pray Psalm 90? We need to acknowledge, first of all, that God is eternal. But we are temporal. We need to see our desperate reality. 
with time as our witness that we have sinned against God and we are returning to dusk. You and me. We acknowledge the weight of sin that causes us to groan in the years that we have, whether it's 70 or 80, or perhaps for some of us, you'll be 90 or even 100. But at the end of the day, we all return to dusk. So most importantly, to pray Psalm 90, we need someone who is able to lead us into this prayer, to lead us out of the wilderness and exile and into God's compassion. Now, you and I know there is only one person who can do that. We need one who is greater than Moses, greater than King David, who has the perfect covenantal relationship with God. And under his leading, we can pray verses 12 and 13 to have a heart of wisdom and to plead for God's compassion. The only person who can lead us to pray Psalm 90 is Jesus. Foxes have holes, birds have nests. But Jesus, the Son of God, did not have a home where he walked our earth. He left his home to look for the wandering exiles like you and me to bring us back home. Jesus knew God is eternal and we are not, and so he came to us in flesh. Jesus knew that death was coming for us because the cup of God's wrath was upon us, and so he came to drink it on our behalf. Jesus, he knew that all the works of our hands on this earth will be washed away, and so he gave us eternal life through him and also his work that will last into eternity. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 56 to 58, these words. Let me read it for us. He says, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So dear friends, in Jesus, we can truly sing Psalm 90, asking God to use us, his servants, and establish the work of our hands till he finally brings us home. May we sing Psalm 90 with Christ as our King. Let us close this time in prayer. Dear Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Where we sin against you, you are right in calling us mortals. We were under your just anger and our days do not endure. But by your mercy, you did not leave us to face your wrath. Jesus left his heavenly home and come to us who are in exile. He came to teach us that we may gain a heart of wisdom. He came to drink your cup of wrath so that you can relent and then show us compassion to bring us into your unfailing love. So please teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom 
Help us to do the gospel work prepared for us and establish the workplace in our hands. We pray all this in the name of our King and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you everyone for joining us this morning. As we head off to live today wisely, let me play us a song from Psalm 90. It's taken from the album of Christ Has Triumphed. O Lord, who is our dwelling place? Who brought forth earth, time, and space? From everlasting you have been, and out of dust created man. visit us online at busypc.sg